Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Welcome to the Super Show, baby. We are here. Happy first of the month to you. December 1st. It's my favorite month of the year. It's my birthday month. Uh, On the 30th of this month, I turn uh, real old. 29 on the 30th. So don't forget to give me a nice gift. And uh, it doesn't have to be expensive because I know the budget's tight. We're all uh, we're all strapped for cash right now, but uh, in all seriousness, uh, this is a good time of year. And uh, been a little bit colder than usual, a little bit warmer than usual, and I think that's the new standard of living. So today we're talking about the NBA slate nine gamer. Uh, you don't want to miss it. And then six game NHL slate. That's a big one for the NHL. Um, and, you know, we're going to be chewing the fat about that. Telling you what I like. Bringing you some info, insight and instincts. Uh, I love to say it because I, I love to go with my gut. You know, and, and uh, you know, yesterday it was a lot of fun uh, giving out the picks. So I want to make sure that I'm keeping the show structured for everybody so it's easier to pay attention since it's just, you know, odd man out here. So I'm going to give out a lock of the day in the NBA, a lock of the day in the NHL, and uh, I'm going to throw out a teaser ticket. You're going to really want to uh, stay tuned for that at the end of the NBA segment. I'm going to give out a teaser ticket. Um, Teasers have a track record of beating odds makers. Um, And that's that's where you want to be. That's, you know, that's the type of uh, bet you you want to be surrounding yourself with. So when you're placing your wagers today, check the injury report as always. And uh, you don't have to worry about hockey or uh, hockey or basketball uh, weather factoring in. So we got a real action-packed slate of games. Let's start um, with, let's go with the Atlanta Hawks versus the Indiana Pacers. Atlanta Hawks come in this game. All right, let me tell you, they come in this game. 11 and 10 on the year. Uh, 10th in the Eastern Conference. And the Indiana Pacers are 9 and 14, 13th in the Eastern Conference. 
Uh, the Atlanta Hawks are underdog uh, at even odds. So the book's really starting to figure this thing out. That when these two teams meet, it tends to turn into a scoring spree like it did back in May when the Pacers won 133-126. to 126. So today we're looking for... Um, a real strong performance from uh, the Pacers because now you're at home um, you were off yesterday so on that day of rest they've been playing well um, on one day of uh, rest actually uh, the Pacers are uh, doing almost as good as any other team currently. Uh, and then that's something to pay attention to here. In a game that's going to be a 50-50 ball game, uh, outside looking in until the tip-off. Uh, but I expect it to remain close all the way through. So the overs 4-1 and one in the Pacers' last five games playing on one day of rest. Um... That is really important to note. Now, mind you that when these two teams meet, there's a lot of scoring. Uh, And when we look at the uh, injury report for this game, the main injury we're watching here is Cam Reddish day-to-day because we know Bogdanovich is out since the 28th of November. And on the Pacer side of things, it's Miles Turner that's day-to-day that we're watching because without him playing, uh, I think that is going to factor into the line and uh, make this, you know, a closer to a Hawks favorite instead of a Pacers favorite. I don't know what it'll do to the over necessarily, but I, in my humblest of opinions, I think this would push the over up. But this is a spot with two teams who don't play uh, that slow of a pace. Like the Pacers don't play at a, at a, at a quick uh, pace. Uh, they rank 19th in pace. And the Atlanta Hawks rank 21st. But the thing I like about the Pacers and the Hawks the most is they're Pythagorean wins uh, and and how you get that percentage is very interesting because what it's saying is that the Pacers should have 12 wins by now and they have 9 and the Hawks should have 12 wins by now and they have 11 so the Hawks are closer to being on track this year than the Pacers so there is some value in that Pythagorean uh, indicator. Like there's some value. It's leading you to show you that the Atlanta Hawks are closer to being on track. But then we have to circle back to how are the Hawks performing on the road? They've played 11 games on the road and it hasn't gone well. They're three and eight on the road while the Pacers are, are looking pretty comfortable at home. Of the six and four home record, which is not great, but it's above 500. So 
you have to take that for face value. But I like uh, the over in this game. ESPN gives Indiana a 53.9% chance to win. Um, But I really like this game. I think you're going to get a... uh, even pace game i think these teams even each other out and uh, that pushes the over up and then if miles turner doesn't play then the pacers lose that big body in the paint and that's just going to be a disaster uh once the second half starts once the third and fourth quarter are rolling along it's going to be a disaster if they don't have miles turner in there for the pacers so i love the over in this spot that um, is, is a really nice uh, spot to be. And you can get it at uh, over uh, 218. I've seen it at uh, 217 and a half on some books. Um, but that's going to quickly push up, in my uh, opinion. In my estimation, too, I, I really think that that over is going to be sitting closer to 220 by tip-off at 6 uh, p, uh, p.m. tonight and central time and right now it's 12 37 p.m at the time of uh, this recording so keep uh, an eye on that line if you like it shop around go to odds trader um and look at uh odds jam as well both those websites oddstrader.com and oddsjam.com go there find the value um you're going to want to shop around when it gets closer to game time say about three hours out is when you want to be shopping those lines but i'm uh, i'm on the over i'm gonna come in a little bit earlier than everybody on that one just because i like the spot and i'm getting it uh at over 217 and a half instead of the 218 so i really like that spot as well so we're moving on from uh, that game and we're heading over to another six o'clock tip off um, in a game that's really going to be, I believe, a, a low scoring game. The Nuggets uh, versus the Orlando Magic. And here's the Nuggets on the road. A very uh, interesting team, well put together team. Um, Everything hasn't really come to fruition for them yet like they've been wanting, but they're doing their best. Like, they're a team that you're not worried about. Like, you know they're going to go on the road. They're going to win the bulk of their games on the road. Um, And here at Orlando, they're just not going to have a problem with the crowd being too loud or anything like that because... Orlando's dealing with so many injuries, too, is another thing. Just like the Nuggets have some injuries, they can overcome those injuries. Those are all minuscule, besides Michael Porter Jr. might put an asterisk around that. But the rest of them, Austin Rivers, Bones Highland, Jermichael Green, no offense, but you know, those are minuscule injuries compared to a Michael Porter Jr. injury. Now, we don't want anybody to be injured, but it's just the way, you know, I factor it into the line. Like, the way the Nuggets are uh, minus eight favorites, um, minus 350 on the money line, 
and this is a game with an overset at uh, 208 and a half. So you look at this Nuggets team for what they have. They have Jokic, you know, and upon his return um, from being injured, he he is just dominating, like you know, like like he hasn't missed a, a step. And uh, on the Orlando Magic team, they don't have an identity. Um, Cole Anthony, Wendell Carter Jr. Two players I like. Two players that just don't, they're not, they don't have any help and they're not producing consistently. Etwan Moore is out for the Magic. Michael Carter Williams is out for the Magic. And Jalen Suggs out for the Magic. So looking at this game outside looking in, um, the pace for these teams is very slow as well. Then we know the Nuggets. 10 and 10 record, very porous. And then the uh, Orlando Magic have a terrible record, 4 and 18. Um, which they're just trying to get all their games out of the way this year. But the Nuggets, they need to put their foot on the gas a little bit. So they're going to, they're going to, you know, and, you know, in my opinion, they cover that minus eight really easily. But where you want to be looking in this game is at the, at the total. We're going to be looking at the total points. So you got 208 and a half that they're setting in at. You could find that at 207 and a half, and I'd like that. That's where I would play that line at. 207 and a half. That is playable. Um so don't read too much into uh trying to find something that's not there because we know Denver's not good on the road but the Magic are not good at home the Magic are 1-8 at home so this is not like an upset spot this is a spot where Denver um, is paying close attention to the West they need every game um, because come playoff time they don't want to be kicking themselves saying you know if we would have just went a little bit harder earlier in the season you know they don't want to be doing that so I believe they'll be out there to get the job done. Uh, they'll take the lead. They probably won't give it up in this game. Moving on from that game. Uh, we're heading to a little bit later time. No, we still got another 6 o'clock tip off before I get too far ahead. We got uh, Minnesota Timberwolves versus Washington Wizards. And that's going to be a game where the Wizards can really add uh, to their good season so far. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves are 11 and 10 on the season. Washington Wizards are 13 and 8 on the season. Minnesota Timberwolves are 4 and 4 away. Washington Wizards are 7 and 2 at home. So Wizards playing great ball at home. ESPN gives them 55.5% chance to win on their matchup predictor. Um, Wizards favorited minus 180 on the money line, minus four and a half on the spread. And that is where I would rather be. Total set at 216. Minnesota Timberwolves uh, have Vanderbilt, Edwards, and Noel, a power forward, uh, shooting forward, and shooting guard, all listed as day to day. Jared McDaniels is listed as out 
for the Washington Wizards, Aaron Holiday. He is out. And now circling back to that spread where it's minus four and a half for the Washington Wizards. Uh, minus 110 odds. That's a great spot for this game. It's a great spot because I don't think that moves much. We know Carl Anthony Towns is a great player. He's very consistent. And he's going to be good. We know D'Angelo Russell's coming along for this Minnesota Timberwolves team. But Bradley Beal and the assist assisted scoring he's getting from his teammates. The addition of Kyle Kuzma uh, has really helped the rebounding, but also helped against teams that aren't filled out as well, aren't deep, aren't as deep, don't have uh, the size. So that's where the Wizards are picking up some of these uh, other wins and they're having the benefit of playing at home. Um, in nine of these games so far this year. Um, so it's always good to see uh, that a scrappy a scrappy team gets to play another scrappy team. And I think that's what you get in this game. Um, and I think it's hard to kind of shy away from the total. But I will. Because you could have a serious letdown spot with the Timberwolves on the road. Like, we don't know what this team's really going to look like. They're 4-4 four and four away, so they're breaking even on the road. We don't know what Timberwolves are going to get. I think, I'm pretty sure they'll be competitive. You know, in, in my estimation here, they're going to be they're going to be competitive tonight. But that line set at minus 4.5 tells me that, you know, it's, it, it's okay to push away from the Timberwolves. Um... And I, I like the the Wizards to cover that because I think if if they can just keep it from coming down to free throws at the end, then we we get an easy cover, and that's what we're really hoping for. At the end of the game, we're just looking for the Wizards to have enough points so that when they start fouling and the free throws come into play, that they're not worried about covering that line. So that's a great spot to be. Um, that's what I like about that game. Do your own homework on it. Uh, we know uh, Bradley Beal's having a great year, you know, leading the team in points um, and assist. But that assisted scoring is helping the Wizards. Um, they're, they're a sporadic bunch, but so are the Timberwolves. And uh, I think tonight is, uh, is more of the Wizards' night. They're, they're getting a, a favorable matchup with the Timberwolves on the road um, early in the year. So moving on, we're going to look at a different game here. Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Miami Heat. And the Cavaliers are 11-10 on the season. The Miami Heat are 13-8 on the season. Miami Heat are favorited in this game, minus 195 on the money line. Total set at 206 points. Uh, Heat on the spread are minus 4.5 favorites, minus 110 odds. Uh, the thing about this game 
to really pay attention to is the injury report uh, when it gets closer to game time. Because right now, it's just a lot of uncertainty. Um, Jimmy Butler, you know, uh, Bam Adebayo, uh, and uh, Tyler Harrow, and Dwayne Dedman. All players from the Heat, all listed as day-to-day. Uh, Markeith Morris is out. And then on the Cavaliers side, Dean Wade. Power, uh, power forward and C.D. Osmond small forward both out um, and the Heat are uh, favored at big to win this game even minus Butler and Adebayo even if they don't play um, minus four and a half on the spread is, is one of the better spots because if you're going to be sure about something you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers um, aren't really playing as a as a, as a great unit yet. They're still building this team up where the Heat, uh, a lot of these guys have been playing with each other for a while. Uh, you know, I believe, you know, that if, let's say, the Heat, you know, have Butler, Abadayo, a combination of, of, the, of that or, or Tyler Harrow tonight, they easily covered that line. I think even without those three players, um, four players, Dwayne Dedman, Abadayo, Tyler Harrow, and Jimmy Butler, I think the Heat still cover that line. I think at home they're comfortable. Six and two record at home. Cleveland Cavaliers are good on the road, six and four away. But they're they're just not that team yet. This is still a very young team. Still really feeling out and testing out uh, the NBA waters. So we need to see more of the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, is the bottom line on them. Uh, Tonight, I think the Heat are just in a better position. Now, the Pythagorean wins. Love to look at that. Um, I'll be bringing that up more to you. But uh, they say... The Cavaliers should have 11 wins. They do. And uh, the Heat should have 14 wins. And they have 13 wins. So both are basically on track. So tonight, uh, I I like laying the points with the Heat. uh, Minus four and a half on the spread. uh, And wait closer to game time. But if you're as sure as I am, you know, it's just one of those games where you look at you look at it outside looking in and you say, yeah, but still it's the Cavaliers on the road and the Heat are good at home. So that's kind of the bottom line there. But I, I do like the Miami Heat in that game. I think they they do uh, a pretty good job of making this one interesting. Moving over to. Philadelphia 76ers and the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, the Boston Celtics, I should say. 76ers in Boston. And this is going to be an exciting one. Game of the night here. The 11-10 76ers take on the 11-10 Boston Celtics. Celtics are favorited minus 145 on the money line. Total set at 206 and a half. 
Boston Celtics minus three favorites on the spread. Both these teams very slow in pace, but I can assure you that there'll be a lot of scoring um, because uh, defensively, uh, Philly has a bad bad rating, and Boston, uh, they give up. For some reason, Philly has their number. On the road, Philly is six and five. At home, Boston's five and four. Uh, the Pythagorean win percentage comes out and says that the Sixers should have eleven wins by now, and they do. And Boston should have twelve wins by now, and they have eleven. Uh, so both teams looking for their twelfth win. And you have a team in Philadelphia that doesn't turn the ball over much, ranked third in turnovers. They're getting into the stripe uh, a lot. So is Boston. So there's going to be a lot of free throws. Uh, both in the top four for free throw percentage. Uh, for free throw percentage. And field goal percentage. Uh, Philadelphia just a better shooting team. And they have some players. One player in particular that's uh, surprising. You know, kind of turning some heads. People are starting to look and say, hey, this, you know, this guy's good, a good player. You know, why haven't we heard about him? Why haven't we, you know, why aren't we hearing about it more about him? And that player is Tyrese Maxey, point guard for the Sixers. And ever since uh, the whole Ben Simmons dilemma, uh, he has really stepped up, played big minutes um, and done a great work. And uh, Andre Drummond's making the most of his time. Great rebounder. Um, He's really helping the 76ers team out in the paint. Uh, We know what Joel Embiid's going to do. Uh, And as far as assists go, uh, Maxie leads the 76ers in assists as well. Tatum, you know he's he's the Celtics go-to guy. uh, Especially with Jalen Brown listed as day-to-day. Uh, for the Sixers, Grant Riller, guard, is out. Uh, Marcus Smart's complained about not getting a lot of uh, a lot of help, not getting the ball much. Uh, he leads the team in assists, so he is a, he is contributing. Uh, I think this is a close game, game of the night. But I like the Sixers as underdogs because I feel like if this is a home game, they're favored on minus three or more. But I feel like because it's on the road, the books aren't sure of how they're going to look. But we see they have a winning record on the road. Not by much, but um, they are okay with playing on the road. So this isn't something I'm, you know, I'm, I have to put too much thought into. Philadelphia plus three. I like that as a, as a really good spot to consider in this game. And really pay attention to the flow of the game. Like, the Celtics are going to figure this thing out but in their last three games they played a close one with the Raptors they lost the Spurs and they lost to Brooklyn lost to Brooklyn big 123 to 104 final score and in 76ers last games they uh, beat Orlando lost to Minnesota by one point in a double overtime um, and lost to Golden State, which there's no shame in that because Golden State can outscore anybody. But 
both these teams are coming into this game not at their peak performance yet. So this is going to be a game that could, you know, end up being really, really thin margin of victory. So that's why I'm rolling with that plus three. Now, moving on from uh, the Sixers Celtics, which is going to be game of the night. No doubt about it. It's my game of the night for you. Uh, now we're heading to the uh, Charlotte Hornets versus Milwaukee Bucks. And the Milwaukee Bucks are uh, big favorites in this game. Minus 380 on the money line. Total set at 230 and a half spread. Set at minus nine for the Bucks. So plus nine for the Hornets, a team that is very young, um, very uh, inexperienced, but is uh, a fun team to watch. Put it that way. They're a fun team to watch. Bucks are pretty good at home. Six and four at home. Um, on the road, Hornets are six and eight away. They're playing a lot of games on the road. And on the injury report, Mason Plumley, center, he's out. Cody Martin, small forward, he's out for the Hornets. On the Bucks side of things, Brooke Lopez still out. So I can shape this game, you know, for you a little bit. The Bucks pretty much beat on teams that are really similar to the Hornets. Very similar. Teams like Indiana, teams like Detroit, teams like Orlando. All those teams I just mentioned, those are all teams that are similar to the Charlotte Hornets. Now, what's different about the Charlotte Hornets is they have some electric players like Lonzo Ball or uh, LaMelo Ball, I should say, excuse me, and Miles Bridges. Um, These two players are electric players that get after it for four quarters right and they're not at full season potential but neither are the bucks yet like both teams have a winning record so let's not forget that you're getting nine points uh if you if you favor the hornets side of the side of things in this game you're getting nine points already that's a pretty good spot to be that's my favorite pick of this game because over is set too high because it's too early in the season for me to want to be before December 25th you know when the real like that at the at the Christmas game is when the real NBA season starts to me this is all just everybody trying to figure out the new guys everybody trying to work with the system everybody you know kind of shedding off that off season and getting used to playing that uh top-notch basketball again in the the toughest league the NBA for basketball in the the world so like the NBA is tougher than the uh tougher than the Olympics for basketball like the NBA is the toughest it's as tough as it gets so where it comes to the Hornets getting plus nine they're gonna fight and, and scratch and claw in this game and not go away they have uh, help even with Plumley out, even with Martin out, uh, even though he's listed as day to day, let's say he doesn't play. It'd be nice if he did because it gives him another helping hand at scoring because Cody Martin can score. But they got uh, 
P.J. Uh, Walker underneath the net, who is a good rebounder. Low-key, good rebounder. Low-key, does a good job. Um, you know, watch this um, Hornets team play uh, quite a number of games and just kind of the way it's worked out. And I have to say that, you know, this is a team that likes playing with each other. Uh, that is one thing. They like to play. These the, This team uh, comes together really well. I'm not saying the Milwaukee Bucks don't. I'm not knocking the Milwaukee Bucks for anything like that. Nothing of, of the sort. But when I watch these two teams play, uh, there's definitely a lot of energy around this Hornets team. The one thing about uh, the Hornets is they want to have a winning season. Like, they want to have a good year. So, here's their chance when they got uh, kind of a weird year in the NBA. But they have Terry Rozier to come in and play big minutes. They have, like I said, P.J. Washington to grab some rebounds. They have Kelly Oubre, who I was a little bit undecided on Kelly Oubre. But the more I watch him, the more I like him. And uh, Gordon Hayward, you know, if he could just take that that step forward and get even near where he was when he was with the Celtics, you know, then we're going to have something good here. But tonight I like uh, the Hornets on the spread, plus nine. You're getting nine points with them. It's a great place to be. We'll move on to the next game. Moving to the Rockets versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Rockets are 4-16 and 16 on the year. And the Oklahoma City Thunder are 6-14 and 14 on the season. The Thunder come in this game favorited on the money line. Minus 145 favorites. The total set at 215.5. The spread, Oklahoma City's favorited, minus three. In this game, you get two young teams who are both looking to get their seasons on track. I mean, a 4-16 and 16 Rockets team on the road versus an Oklahoma City Thunder team that's 6-14. and 14. Um, This is like a game where you're thinking points galore. But you're also going to have a lot of missed shots in there. You're also going to have a lot of bricks being thrown up. So, it's it's really interesting. Last time these teams, just, you know, played was just a few days ago on the 29th of November. Uh, where Houston won 102-89. to um, But now here at Oklahoma City, this isn't a, a game that Oklahoma City is just going to let Houston walk over them. It's time for some redemption. The best way to get that is for Oklahoma City to really show out. So, you know, for this particular game, I like Oklahoma City minus two and a half. Um, I see how they have it at three. I'd buy down or shop around and lock in that minus two and a half um, because this if it does stay close and Houston you know plays it 
uh, to the wire, which they're very capable of because they're a talented unit. Um, then you're going to want that half. You're going to want that hat to have bought that half. Because uh, Christian Wood on the backboards is, is insanely good. But Shea, uh, Gregis Alexander, and Josh Giddy make a pretty f- uh, formidable combination against younger uh, teams. And uh, Kevin Porter Jr., some of these other players for the Rockets, um, just have not taken into their role strong enough yet. So John Wall, DJ Augustine, and Usman Garuba are all out uh, for OKC. Kynrick Williams, Derek Favors are out. Mike Muscala listed his day-to-day. The Muscala plays that really help their stock, but uh, the Thunder are looking to end a six-game skid. Uh, I think they do it here, and I think they I think they show out against the Rockets team that hasn't won an away game yet. Let's add that into the mix. Let's add that into the cauldron. Uh, the Rockets have not won in a, a road game this season. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder 4-8 at home. At least they've won some home games. So I like uh, Oklahoma City in that game. She, she uh, Gregis Alexander, uh, needs to get more credit. You know, the Rockets' leading scorer, Christian Wood, averages 16.8 points a game. That's their leading score for the Rockets. Shea Gregis Alexander averages 20 points a game. But uh, he's also having games where he's going, you know, over that by a good stretch. So uh, don't let the averages fool you too much. This is a game that the Thunder really want. Like, there's some games you just got to have. This is one the Thunder got to have. And you obviously want to win them all. But there's some games you can obviously tell when a team's playing harder than normal or playing uh, more fluid. And it's still really early in the season. The Rockets, the Oklahoma City Thunder, neither of these teams have played uh, a boatload of games together. We got about 20 games, uh, give or take, for a lot of teams. So it's really early to tell um, who's do- who's the best and who's the worst. But right now, these two teams don't look good. But I do think the Oklahoma City Thunder have the better matchup, and they're catching the Rockets at the right time. So minus two and a half is where I would play this line at. It's moving to three. So catch it before it's gone. Now we'll move on to uh, Dallas versus the New Orleans Pelicans. And this one's at New Orleans. Um, in New Orleans, uh, trying to get back to their old form. Uh, before Zion got hurt. And it's been a very difficult time uh, through the uh, 23 games they played this year. But because uh, they have a 6 and 17 record. But the Dallas Mavericks, 10 and 9, they need to be better. Like the Dallas Mavericks, that 10 and 9 record is a lot of uh, Hufflepuff. And they're favored uh, to win this game on ESPN, 53.7%. So let's talk about this game for a little bit. The Mavericks are favored on the money line, minus 165 favorites. Total set at 216.5 in the spread. Mavericks favored at minus 3.5, minus 110 odds. 
So that's a good price tag. But it's too early in the season to be betting the Mavericks, in my opinion. Like I told you, stay away from the Phoenix Suns. Like, just for your own good. But when it comes to the Mavericks, you want to wait until after Christmas to be messing with them. Because that's when the overs start to come into play. That's when Luka Doncic. That's when Porzingis. That's when all everybody's good. And right now, the Mavericks have Frank Nitikola uh, out. Willie Cauley-Stein out. Porzingis is listed as day to day. I don't. I don't see why they play him in this game if he's day to day. Just let him sit. And then the Pelicans, Josh Hart, day to day, and Dalton Holmes, he's out. Um, you're looking at a Pelicans team that's really scrappy. That with uh, Valanciunas, this is like a re-inspired. Uh, Pelicans unit all of a sudden after I seen their last game and they really need like a lot like they need a lot of help the Pelicans need a lot of help and I don't think they're going to get the help what I think is going to happen with the Pelicans is I think they'll end up having to trade Zion at some point and it'll be a package it'll be a blockbuster deal no doubt like it'll be huge it could evolve the Knicks. It could be like for Julius Randle. It could be instead of, you know, it could be Zion to the Knicks for R.J. Barrett and uh, Julius Randle. And uh, the Pelicans give up Zion and some picks. And I, and I think that is what you could end up seeing, depending on how this year, these next about three, four weeks ago are going to be really telling of that storyline that I just built for you. But last night, uh, the win over the Clippers showed me that this Pelicans team uh, has a lot of fight in them. And uh, the Mavericks are uh, disappointing in their last game against the Cavaliers. They got dusted. Um... And now the Pelicans are back at home after uh, going uh, going into L.A. So it wasn't a big uh, road trip for them um, to go there to and from. So um, for me, uh, on a back-to-back, it makes sense to just have a no bet. And if I, if I do have a bet, it's going to be the under. The 215 and a half. Um, and I would even throw that into, you know, the teaser I'm talking to you about. It's worth it, you know, but um, we'll get to that uh, after the next game. So in this game, the spot you're looking at is the total and the under is where you want to be. Now for our last NBA game before we switch gears and uh, knock out the NHL six-game slate is the Sacramento Kings versus the LA Clippers. Um, the Kings are eight and fourteen this season. The Clippers are eleven and ten. Clippers coming off that bad beat last night, um, and they're and, and they didn't look good at any point in that game they had moments but they really didn't look good but tonight they're at home again on a back-to-back playing the kings who 
you know, you want to you want you want to root for an underdog. This isn't the underdog to root for right now. The Kings need more time together. They need more time. Simply need more time. And the Clippers are just a, a better tuned team right now. Uh, don't let last night's loss distract you. Um, the Clippers are minus 360 favorites. Yes, minus 360 favorites. The total set at 216 and a half. The spread, Clippers favorite at minus eight. Um, notable injuries for this game that you want to pay attention to because it's just so important to not overlook the injury report anymore. You never know who's going to be in or out before the game starts. The Clippers uh, do have a 70.7% chance to win. Uh, ESPN gives them that. Clippers have no notable injuries tonight. The Kings, Harrison Barnes is out. Bagley's day-to-day. Harkless is day-to-day. And uh, they took a beating last night against uh, the Lakers. The Kings did. Lost 117-92. Uh, then the night, uh, two nights before that, they lost to the Grizzlies, 128-101. to The Clippers, last five, their last two hasn't looked good. Losing to New Orleans at Golden State. Um, and losing three of their last five. But tonight, the points with the Clippers is if, where you want to be. If you like the Clippers, you go with the points. You go minus eight, no problem. And you, and you squeeze that in there. For me, it's a no bet. But uh, my pick for you would be look at the spread. Find minus eight. Um, the value with the Kings is there. But they, they're not the underdog to root for. Paul George um, is going to have a, a much better game. Reggie Jackson you know, he's going to have a much better game than he did last night. I like the Clippers to bounce back. The Kings need more time together. The the, the Aaron Fox isn't, he doesn't have all, you know, a healthy, a full healthy team. And that's why I can't side with them right now. So I'm rolling with the points if I roll with anything in that game. So we'll take a break and come back with the NHL six game slate for tonight. So for today's teaser ticket, before I forget, so I want to make sure you get the teaser ticket, uh, and then we'll give the lock uh, of the show here. But for the teaser ticket, uh, and this is what you do, you put in the Charlotte Hornets, the plus nine we talked about, then you put in the Philadelphia 76ers, the plus three we talked about, then you go to the total. Right, we like the totals, we like those. And you go to the total of the Denver Nuggets versus the Orlando Magic, and <clears throat> we we talked about that going to be an under, uh, set at two oh eight and a half, a little bit of jostling around there from two oh seven and a half to to two oh eight and a half to you know settling out. So throw that in there. Now you got three picks. Now you go to your teaser option. Not parlay, but your teaser option. You buy up seven points. Because it gives you points you can you can buy to add to the spreads in the total. And it does it all together. So we're buying seven points. Now that's going to give us really good odds. 
So now you have Charlotte Hornets plus 16. You have Philadelphia 76ers plus 10. And you have the total under 215 and a half. So all the odds uh, are equaled out. And you got seven extra points to play with. And now the spread looks better. The total looks better. And you're ready for a good night. Then for the lock for the NBA. uh, My lock. The one pick I'm making. uh, That you just you don't want to miss out on is that Atlanta Hawks for Indiana Pacers game the total of 217 and a half minus 110 odds you don't want to miss out on that um so now I'm going to get into NHL uh like I said not gonna spend too much time on any given game uh just you know want to be able to give you the picks and talk to talk about the game a little bit uh, for NHL, then uh, we'll go right into it. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay, thinking they are doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years. If you're an experienced podcaster or a newcomer, doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So for the sixth game NHL slate, we start with the Philadelphia Flyers versus the New York Rangers. The Flyers are 8-8-4 on the year. The Rangers are 13-4-3 on the year. The Flyers are the underdog, plus 160, uh, overset at six. Flyers plus one and a half on this on the spread. Uh, the Flyers are where you want to be at tonight. Uh, on the road, the Flyers are four four and two. At home, the Rangers are five one and one. So the Rangers are good at home. They're protecting home as well. Um, Height, weight, averages out, you know, age, Philadelphia a little bit more seasoned. Uh, last time these teams played back in April, Rangers won 4-1. to one. These are different teams for the most part. Um, some notable injuries that you want to pay attention to because if you don't pay attention to the injuries, 
then that's just not going to be very good for you. And you're going to be like, man, that guy was telling me to look at that injury report. I didn't look at the injury report, and that guy was their best player, and he wasn't playing. So Kevin Hayes is listed day-to-day for the Flyers, as well as Derek Broussard and Nate Thompson listed as out. Patrick Brown uh, on IR. For the Rangers, Greg McKeg, he's out. Um, so the Rangers don't have many injuries. Just one center out. The Flyers last five. They've lost all five. The Rangers um, have won their last three. Won four of their last five. Protecting home as well. Um, I mean, it, it makes me want to go to the Rangers side. <clears throat> but I feel like there's some value there with the Flyers. I feel like they, uh, they're, they're not a, a bad team. They're just having a, a, a tough time of getting going this year, right? You got 20 games in <clears throat> to the hockey season. And they're just having a tough time getting things going. Where the Rangers have just been pretty prime. Now, the players to watch tonight, uh, you want to watch Guy Rue, the center on the Flyers, and Panarin, the left winger on the Rangers. Both these players are good, talented players. You want to check both those guys out. Guy Rue leads the Flyers in goals, points, and assists. Seven goals, ten assists. 17 points. The Rangers led by Panarin and points with 21 points. Chris Greeter leading the Rangers in goals, 15 goals. Adam Fox, the defender, 17 assists for the Rangers. It's a good game um, on paper. I like the Flyers. I think this is a good underdog spot for them. Um, I don't like, personally, I, I don't like anything here, but I would say if you had to have something, not a lock, but just a, a pick, I would say go, you know, be on the flyer side of things tonight and, and see them to, to kind of shake off the rust. So then we have, uh, that was a 6 o'clock p.m. puck drop. This is six first 6.30 p.m. puck drop with uh, Avalanche versus the Maple Leafs. And you know right away that these are two teams that are going to um, score a lot. They want to get out and score. Um, they like to they like to play on their own terms. Um, there's definitely uh a good battle to be had between these teams tonight. I'm feeling good about this game. Uh, you have the Avalanche who are favorited tonight. Or excuse me. The Maple Leafs are favorited tonight. Minus 125. So a light favorite with the total set at 6 with even odds. And then the Maple Leafs on the spread. Minus 1.5. Uh plus 185 odds. So the book is saying, yes, Maple Leafs will win, but it's unlikely they'll cover the spread. And then for the total to go over, they're saying that's basically a pick 
you know, base that's plus 100 is basically a pick. So, you know, I like the over in this game. You're getting two teams that really want to get after it. And one of the best players in NHL, Toronto has, and John Tavares, the Sintra, uh, 10 goals, 22 points, uh, leading the team in points and goals. And for assists, Mitchell, Marner, uh, center, 13 assists, doing really well. And then on the Colorado side side of things, this is a well-put-together team, well-oiled machine. Uh, Nazim, Kadri, 27 points. Miko, Branton, and right winger, 10 goals. Nazim, Kadri, 20 assists. I think like a sharp. Um, so for me, I think the over is where you want to be. You're getting plus 100 odds. Hard to beat that in a game where two teams just want to get after it. Two teams just want to get after uh, each other's goalies. So, look for this to be an exciting game. Game of the night, in my opinion, uh, between the Avalanche and the Maple Leafs. Uh, we had a lot of fun last night with Florida Panthers versus um, the Washington Capitals. But, in all seriousness, tonight is a brand new night. So, like I said, I think like a sharp. We're looking for the over. And I like uh, the over six here. I think it's fine where it's at. Um, you know, if, if you are scared and say, well, at plus 100, I I might want to um, buy down. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with going down to five and a half on that. And uh, trying to make that work better for you. <clears throat> because you probably get it's a better it's a better dart throw you know so if you can get that on your book at uh, over five and a half you're going to suck up some juice but I'm not against that at all I think uh, this is a game where there's just going to be a lot of goals a lot of goals scored and two teams that you know, let me remind you, they want to, they want to get after it. Uh, John Tavares to score a goal tonight, uh, plus 160. I like that as well. Um, like I said, he's our leading goal scorer. He knows how to get it done. That's a good side bet. Whenever you do player prop, use half your unit size as a rule of thumb. But John Tavares to score with at least one goal, uh, plus 160, I think is uh, the best prop in that game. For the Maple Leafs, you know, I, I wouldn't be looking for them to win with minus 130. I don't want to suck up juice for that for them there because Avalanche are good. So I'm looking at the total for these two teams to compete and just keep fighting. And, and going um, until we have a winner uh, even if it's by shootout which it could be so I'm really interested in the total and I think uh, you know that's where you want to be looking and if you want to get that down to five and a half that's good you don't want to go any farther than that though I will say that you don't want to go any farther than five and a half 
because they'll get to six over six i like i'm fine with it but uh if you're not comfortable with that five and a half is for you for sure because you'll get good odds on five and a half but uh, this will be an exciting game very exciting game actually game of the night for nhl in my opinion <coughs> excuse me and now we'll move on to a different game um where i'm going to give you uh, something else to look at something else for your eyes to see and we'll go to another 630 puck drop the Canucks versus Senators Vancouver versus Ottawa Canucks are favorited minus 120 favorites total set at five and a half here so five and a half goals total uh, Canucks on the spread little bit of the same story <clears throat> as the Maple Leafs tonight. Uh, minus one and a half, but plus odds. Plus 185. So there's a lot of value there on the spread. A lot of value with plus 185. Um, you're almost getting uh, double your money. So it's not a bad place to be. Um, if you like Vancouver, Senators have been banged up. Uh, we'll go to the injury report. And check things out. Vancouver, no notable injured players. Ottawa Senators have their right winger, Drake Batherson, day-to-day. And uh, one of their centers, Shane Pinto, on injured reserve. Uh, Batherson, their leader in points, uh, listed as day-to-day if he doesn't play. Uh that puck line looks even better for the Canucks JT Miller the guy to watch on Vancouver is the leader in points on their team with 20 four more than Batherson and seven goals this year almost as much as the leading goal score on the Senators Josh Norris who has eight uh, Batherson also leads the Senators in assists Quinn Hughes the leader in assists for Vancouver uh, he's also the defender. He's 14 assists. Um, really excelling. These guys are excelling this year. Five more than Bathurst. So, the Canucks coming to this game on the road. Where they're 4-8-1 on the road. <clears throat> so, I don't really like them too much on the road. Unless they're missing their, their top uh, leader in points and assists. Then that becomes enticing to me. Um... Uh, but I think you get a nice, good, stiff under in this game. Like, if you don't like unders, this is a game this, to play the under. Because the book is setting it at five and a half. So they're basically telling you, hey, we think, you know, five and a half, it might go to six. It might not. But they can't get five and a half. No one can score five and a half goals. So they're going to get five or six or more or less. <clears throat> so at over five and a half minus 115 odds, it's great. You're thinking great value. But when you look at these two teams, uh, they're in the bottom of the NHL in goals. Um, and they're both... Uh, Getting, having having terrible time with, with catching penalties having a terrible time with killing penalties off not good on the power play 
in in turn with that uh, with those metrics I gave you uh, the Canucks are a little bit heavier a little bit bigger team a little bit more seasoned team so the puck line becomes increasingly valuable for them on the road but I just don't I'm not favoring that you know for you the valued audience of the super show I think you need to be looking at the total on the under uh, this is a nice spot for an under where two teams one who hasn't got it going another one dealing with some some pretty serious injuries um, and even if uh, Batherson plays what does that look like I say you're looking at an under game so that would be my pick for you. Now, moving on to the next game, we got another 6:30 uh, p.m. puck drop Central Time, and that is the Seattle Kraken. Love the name versus the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, the Kraken are 8:13 and one, and the Detroit Red Wings are 13:9 and three. Uh, this is going to be a fun game, uh, a really tough game for the Kraken, but uh, who doesn't love that name and the logo with the red eye and the blue S, uh, but the Detroit Red Wings at home are just strong, historically always have been, 7-2-2 two, and two at home, the Kraken 3-7 and seven and 1 away, so you're just seeing that. There's potential here for a uh, upset win for the Kraken. But I am more on the side of the Red Wings saying that they're doing really well at home. And uh, I expect them to play well. And then the book is turning around and giving you minus 110 odds on the money line for Detroit. So uh, there's really nothing else needed uh as far as trying to handicap it, you could just pick a winner and not have to worry about handicapping it. But the total is set at five and a half. The spread, um, Red Wings favorited minus one and a half, plus two twenty odds. So the books aren't sure because the Kraken have played uh, a little bit better in their last two games, winning against Buffalo and the Florida Panthers, who are both good teams. But in this game, the Red Wings are coming off a three-game win streak. Now they're at home after uh, beating a tough Boston team, which we uh, we talked about that they were uh, going to compete yesterday. And they did, and they won. And today, uh, in this game, cracking on the road, I like the Red Wings on the money line. Just straight up for their value at minus 110 is where, you know, a, a, a sharp mind uh, is, should be looking. So Jaden Schwartz, the left winger, is a guy you want to watch in this game for the Kraken. He's coming on strong this year, leader in points, leader in assists, 17 points, 12 assists. Then for goals, uh, you want to be looking at Dylan Larkin. If you like props, be looking at Dylan Larkin to get a goal tonight. He's got 10 goals on season. Uh, he's a talented player. Um, I know he's a center, but still, he'll get, he'll get right up in there and uh, knock one in, uh, especially because 
these are two teams that um, struggle to kill the penalty off. So if a power play does occur, which is very likely, I think we get a lot of power plays too for the prop betters out there. I think we get uh, over on the on the um, penalties or power plays, however uh, you bet it, whatever your book allows. But the Kraken, uh, you know, have some injuries, and so do the Red Wings. Um, and and <clears throat> I'll give them to you. You make up your mind on, on who, who do you think has the worst injuries. But Mark Giordano's on IR since the 27th. Uh, but Jordan Ebrall, uh, who's a, a very important piece of this Kraken team, their right winger, he's listed as day-to-day. He's been like that for two days now. Uh, going on to the third day of that. And uh, Kalai Jamrock, he's on IR since of, uh, yesterday. Detroit Red Wings, their injuries are Danny DeKaiser, Mark Steele, Flip Hornick, all day, uh, all defenders. DeKaiser's on IR. Stahl is uh, listed as out. And Flip uh, Ronick is day to day. All defenders. So three defenders, they're all, all dealing with problems. One on IR, so we won't play one out, and then one that's day-to-day. So then there's Joe Valino. He's uh, their center. He's out. So stay stay away from the puck line here. Don't be trying to look for one team to cover one side or the other I'm against that I I believe in the uh, money line one way or the other you know is where you need to be looking but for me it's the Detroit Red Wings and we'll move on to the next game Uh, we are whipping through them today Vegas Golden Knights on the road take on the Anaheim Ducks that's 9 o'clock so it ends our 6.30 p.m. puck drop. So 9 o'clock p.m. Central Time puck drop. This is going to be a good game. Uh, Vegas is trying to get their uh, mojo back. Anaheim is a tough team. They're going to be a tough team through the whole season. So is Vegas. Uh, in this game, we want to be looking at center Chandler Stevenson for the Vegas Knights. He's a leader in points. He's a leader in assists. 20 points, 12 assists. Eight goals on the Anaheim Ducks teams. Be looking at Troy Terry. He's their center. 24 points, 14 goals, 10 assists. Great, great player on the ice. Um, what's really important here is that you pay attention to the injury report. And Michael... Amadio, center for Vegas Golden Knights, is listed as day-to-day. It's been like that going on three days. Ryan Gutslav, he's listed as day-to-day. A duck center. Goals are allowing uh, three goals a game. Anaheim allowing 2.78. I think in a game like this, these are two teams that uh, are going to play each other pretty pretty tightly, pretty contestedly. Early in the season, I like unders early in the season, opposed to later in the season. Um, it's just a way of the flow and teams, how they play each other. Last time they met, 
There was nine goals scored on October 29th of this year. Uh, these, these are two teams, like I said, they're going to play each other tight. They're going to play each other close. Uh, I, I, you know, I like the Ducks. Puck line plus one and a half, minus 185, but it's just too much juice to suck up. Golden Knights are favored at minus 165. It's a, it's a moderate favorite. And the over set at five and a half. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. I think this is an under game. And that's where I'm going to be siding with. And then you got two teams that are pretty electric. But you got two goalies here. That. Uh, you really need to. Pay attention to. Because. They're not going to. Be wanting to give up much. In this game. Uh, after what happened last game. Leonard's expected for the Knights to be in the net and for the Ducks. Stolers is expected to be in the net. Now, Stolers has played four games so far. Gibson's played 16. Leonard is a starter. He's got uh, 17 games played. And he's got a nine and eight record, while Gibson, uh, while Stolzar has a two and two record. Both allowing a little under three goals a game. Now in this game, you get a Knights team on the road that is five four. And zero. <clears throat> so their games are getting finished before a shootout happens. But they're barely, you know what I mean? They're above 500, barely. Now at home, the Ducks are 8 4 1. So this is a game where the Ducks are going to be looking to play tight, contested, hockey, um, get out fast cause a lot of havoc um, and try to escape with a win so there's definitely a value with the Anaheim Ducks money line at plus 145 because you might be scared off the total because of uh, one team maybe an empty net happens towards the end of this game maybe one team really one team's defense really <clears throat> gets let down but I but I like the under but I also like the money line for the Ducks here in this spot I think there's a lot of value there so we'll go with the pick for this game to be the money line for the Ducks I think the Ducks win this one let's go with just picking the winner here pick the Ducks instead of the total even though i like the total if you take the under you get great odds a plus 100 so i'm not against it moving on to the last game here and it's another nine o'clock puck drop and this game between the penguins and the edmonton oilers is going to be a great one 
we got Pittsburgh coming to town to play Edmonton. Pittsburgh is 10-7-5. The Oilers are 15-5-0. Oilers are favored at minus 125. Total set at 6. And the Oilers are favorited on the spread. Minus 1.5 favorites. Plus 175 odds. So the book on sure if they'll cover that. Um, notable injuries. The Penguins... Dominic Simon, their centers day-to-day. Brian Boyle, center day-to-day. Edmonton Oilers, Cody CC defender is out. Duncan Keith, former Blackhawk, on IR um, since uh, the 30th. So, some pretty notable injuries there. And for Edmonton at home, they are 8-1 this year. 8-1-0. It's not going to overtime uh it's not going to a shootout five two and three the penguins are away so penguins are pretty good on the road it's gonna be a tough game but i think you have um two teams that want to push that want to push each other that want to push the pace uh jake gunsell the left winger for the penguins is a leader in points and goals 19 points nine goals uh, on the year and you want to be watching him tonight be looking for him um, if you're a proud better on the oiler side of things leon drosity their center leader in points leader in goals uh, 40 points 20 goals and then for assists um connor mcdavid 22 assists, double the assist of Chris Letang, the defender for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So don't be fooled with some of the injuries here for the Oilers, even though they're significant on the defending side. I believe this is an over game. You know, it's set at six. So the book has it high at minus 120 locked in, but I believe this is an over game. But I also believe that the Oilers are the better team. So the Oilers straight up minus 125, paying a little like paying a little bit extra juice instead of going with the over six, is not a bad place to be. That's my pick for that game, Oilers money line. And ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the conclusion of the NBA and NHL shows. Let me give you my lock for NHL. Um. Uh, in a game that I really believe is probably going to be overlooked, but that's okay. Um, over six, and I absolutely love this game between the Colorado Avalanche versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the over six, and you're getting great value, uh, uh, plus one hundred. Uh, so this is a, just a great uh, pick right here before uh, the odds change too much against you. And uh, you can't go wrong with two high-scoring offenses. Like I said, John Tavares, be looking for him tonight to really put on. And uh, shop around, get it for the best price you can. But uh, also the prop bet in there of John Tavares to score at least one or more goals. Plus 160 odds. Also a great pick. 
But yeah, the lock of the NHL part of the show. We're going with May, uh, Avalanche Maple Leafs over six plus 100 odds. I love it. I hope you do too. Let's recap the day. We talked about the NBA. We broke down the games, the matchups, gave you some info, some insights, some instincts to go ahead and make your picks today. Gave you the lock for the NBA. Told you about the Atlanta Hawks versus the Indiana Pacers. Over 217 and a half is what I like from that game. That's the lock of the NBA. In the NBA as well. I gave you the teaser ticket. Put these three things together. Hornets on the spread. Sixers on the spread. The total under in the Nuggets Orlando Magic. Tees up seven points. Then you get plus 16 Hornets. Plus 1076ers. Under 215 and a half. For the Nuggets Magic. Love it, love it, love it. Then, to finish off the show, we broke down the NHL. It got icy. And we gave the lock out together. Total over six in the Colorado Avalanche versus Toronto Maple Leafs. Doesn't get better than that. Plus 100 odds. You're not going to find it anywhere else but here. Thank you for tuning in. And ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, turning it over to you. Good night, everybody.